This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so what else is in the news this morning? Anything good? Um, well, I just wanted to point out, just going back to Sound of Freedom, um, Sunday, oh, yeah. by the way, is National Cinema Day. And all movies, no matter what you want to see, Barbie, Oppenheimer, anything, Sound of Freedom, $4 all day. Really? Wow. Yeah, they did it last year. It was $3 last year, by the way. So we, they got us by an extra dollar. But um, in, And new-run movies, anything that's coming out this weekend, too, like Gran Turismo or anything, you can get for mm-hmm. $4 all day on um, Sunday. So... If this is your opportunity for anything you missed this summer to go and watch it for a very affordable price. I want to go to the movie theater, but there's nothing in the movie theaters. There's Barbie. I'm not going to go see Barbie for Christ's yes, sake. Are. Come on, Tom. <laughs> no yeah. way I'm going to go see Barbie. I, 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 look, let me just be honest. The reason I'm not going to go see Barbie is when I was a very young kid, like a teenager, she'd call me all the time and bother me. and Hey, can we oh, go out sometime? Yeah. like, no, nah, no, nah, Barbie, let it go. Just let it go. You know I what? just want I, you to get some Kennergy. Kennergy. You beat me to it. I have an extra four bucks, Tom. What are you doing on Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, you and I will go to the movie. Yeah, we'll go to the movie for bucks. like a mandate to Barbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, what would be in Barbie that I'd possibly care about? Ryan Gosling's really good. I Where think you'd laugh. I think there would there'd be some parts you'd laugh. Oh, really? Yeah. So it is funny. Yeah. Oh, it's there's, funny. Yeah. It's, it's oh, okay. It just kind of reminds me of Goonies, where there's like all these oh. amazing parts to the movie, but if you sum it all up together, you're like, eh, it's an okay movie. Barbie is like that. All these great scenes and great moments, but when you put it all together, it just the puzzle just doesn't really look that clear. The plot's yeah, like, all over the place. It's yeah. Rudy and I still have the question: If you die in Barbie Land, do you die in real life? Like, I think we got a little too like. Too meta. Yeah, yeah, like got yeah. too into the plot. And then if you take a step back, we were like, this movie's fun and great. But I also feel like it's a whole energy. And Tom, I know you have some pink shirts. I've seen. <laughs> can you I stand up in the middle of the movie? If I go to the movie, can I stand up and go, do you have any clothes that aren't pink? Yeah. Please. You can. She drinks. Doesn't she dress in pink every single day? Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. See, I'm sorry. No, well, the classic Barbie is actually black and white. That oh, was her is original it? outfit. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and so if you ever see Mattel, when they show the classic Barbie, there's a classic Barbie symbol. She's got the ponytail. It's a profile. That's always in black and white. Um, pink kind of was added later on mm. to the mix. So the movie's doing well. I, I just, I don't, so it, you, you say it's funny. The movie's funny. It's funny. And it's kind of like two movies in one. I think that's what it is. There's like the, the setup in the Barbie world. And then when she goes out to the real world, that's kind of like the second part of the movie. Did, and then they kind of try and tie them together with this message. Did Catherine and I think see that's it? Where... What? Tom, did Catherine see it? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe she did. If she did, she didn't tell me about it. I, I don't think she did, though. Yeah, because you should take her, because I could see her, you know, enjoying it, and then you guys having a little laugh here and there. What are you trying to ruin my week? Is that what you're doing now? <laughs> I'm trying to plan your week. I'm actually hanging out with you on Saturday with Catherine as well. So just you know, oh god, I got an extra eight bucks. Oh, I didn't hear that one. What? I got an extra eight bucks. I'm going to bring the two of you. Eight if bucks, I can yeah. sit between you two at Barbie, oh my goodness, this is great. Between Catherine and me, <laughs> yes, uh, it's probably a good idea. Anyway. Yeah, I think I'd probably. have to. It's probably a good idea. Just one case, bucket but... of popcorn on my lap. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love the bucket of popcorn. See, that's one thing about going to the movie theaters. My God, I love movie theater popcorn. So good. I mm-hmm. know. Just the great memories. But And again, growing up in North Minneapolis, the commentary was phenomenal. I know they don't like that anymore. Mm-mm. But my God, you sitting there watching some horror movie and you got five black women in the back row, don't go in there, girl. I, mean, I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was just wonderful. And then, of course, I made the mistake one time. I had basketball practice and wore my uniform to the movie theater the entire movie. Bernard, because my name was on the back of the shirt. (laughs) The whole movie, Bernard. I was like, oh, God. That would have driven me crazy if somebody was saying my last name over and over. I'd be a wreck of a person. That's kind of cute, actually. What the hell? I don't know. I'll ask Catherine if she wants to go see Barbie. I'll ask her. Or you could wait. It's coming out in IMAX, and they're adding additional end credit scenes. So they're trying to get people back to see it a second and maybe a third time. Mm. Kristen, I will say this. You don't need to see it in IMAX. Like... 
I don't think so either, but I think that they will get some Barbie fans that'll go back and see it on the IMAX screen. So it's funny, you said. It is funny. Yeah, and you'll All you'll right. recognize like a lot of iconic Barbie moments. I like funny. I like like when things are funny. That and you can go for happy. four dollars. So if you absolutely no, I'm going hate for free because I'm going with Jeff. Yeah, he's got eight, he's got eight bucks on him. Yeah, he's got, so you can, you're getting treated. You're you're out no money. You can buy yourself a big thing of popcorn. Oh, and You'll be fine. I just love it. Yeah, it'll be do great. You guys, do you guys bring popcorn home? Because that's like a big staple for no. us. Is we I know, and I feel like it's really gross. But like we'll eat it the next day a bunch. Like. We always bring a bunch of popcorn home, and eat, and I feel like everyone's face on here is you're disgusting. No, I bring no, mine no, no. home. Breakfast you bring your, next day. Breakfast popcorn's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Breakfast popcorn. I oh, like it. Jeff, thank you. Same. Yeah, I love bringing it home and just snacking on it the next day. Day old and is the, the best. And the butter has like soaked into the popcorn too, yes. so it's really good. Uh-huh. So I got bad yeah. news for you. You get you set down a bucket of popcorn in front of me. Ain't gonna be one kernel left. <laughs> yeah, it ain't gonna happen. I love movie theater popcorn. Always have. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, man, you get a little Coca-Cola or Pepsi and a bucket of popcorn and whatever else. That, what's, the, what's that? Whoppers? That's the, that's the big movie theater candy. Isn't Whoppers. It? Whoppers. Whoppers. Uh, do you guys go uh, Goobers or you go Raisinets? Mm. Oh, I do like Raisinets. Yeah. I love Raisinets. I go Twizzlers. Mm. Twizzlers. I have a friend that dumps his peanut M&Ms into his popcorn. popcorn. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen that. Incredible. So good. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> it's so good. I actually, we had Barbie-themed popcorn at the event, and they put marshmallows and M&Ms in it. Marshmallows, not so much. But I was just digging in there for the m <laughs> I was <laughs> digging <Yeah>. in there. <laughs> All right, Kristen, another brilliant report, I thought. All right, well, thanks so much. I'll see you all tomorrow. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Fozer has to hit the road because he has a real life, too. I do. This feels real, though, and I can't wait for our double date on Sunday. You got to come. I'm telling you, you got to come back. I, I Nothing, and they, these two can tell you, nothing puts me in a better mood than having comedians in the studio. Yeah. I've always loved it. I, I've always loved sitting and watching comedy anyways from the time I was a little kid. Well, again, very quickly I'll get through this. My father and I never got along. Mm-hmm. The only time he and I ever communicated is if I would do, like seven or eight years old, do stand-up in front of him in front of the TV. Wow. It's the only time I spent it. So to me, a comedian is the most important people in the world. You got to keep us laughing. You got to keep us happy. There's no yeah. question about it. Well, that's the best sound in the world. I mean, you know, yep. baby noises and you know, you know, honeymoon nights and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Great noises, but laughter. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. There's nothing like it. Yeah, and, and I will say only because I'm not saying this because you are my friend. I am just saying this as a comedian to another comedian. Jeff, one of the best. Super professional. Super funny. Everyone in this scene loves you. I'm so glad mm. you came on today, my man. Like next hour, we got Nate Abshire coming in. Oh, perfect. Huge prick. That guy, <laughs> what an well, asshole. Oh, I knew it. But Jeff, <laughs> Jeff's one of the happened. best. So thank you for coming in, man. Thank you yeah. for having me. I love this. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Poser, uh, Jesse, the Shrink's Midlife Crisis Show, August 30th, House Comedy, 730, housecomedy.net for tickets. That's houseofcomedy.net for tickets. Jeff, come back soon. Come back really soon. Thank you. I will. Appreciate this. Uh, We'll be right back in just a couple seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about acoustic wave therapy and whether or not this therapy could be right for you. What is it? It's the latest advancement in the treatment of erectile dysfunction. It's being offered at the Twin Cities Premier Health in Edina. That's where I go, as a matter of fact. Acoustic wave therapy is a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and treats the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. Right now, Twin Cities Premier Health has a special offer, a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is valued at $800 using savings code TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Just like I've experienced at Twin Cities Premier Health, there are no medications to take. You'll notice that their work is overseen by highly trained health professionals all along the way. If you aren't interested in continuing to take a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection and take away all spontaneity in your love life, connect with the team at Twin Cities Premier Health like I did. Right now, receive this special offer of free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is valued at $800. You can reach them at my unique phone number, 952-395-4346. That's 952-395-4346. Go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com and use savings code DOM.
This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Hi, this is Tommy B. My friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location off Interstate 94 would like to extend a special offer going on now through the Minnesota State Fair. Along with everything you can buy on a stick at the Great Minnesota Sweat Together, you should have some cool incentives with a state fair deal when you purchase an RV from Niemeyer's Albertville location. How's this sound? Receive a free exterior ceramic coat and NanoCure interior treatment. These coatings provide a durable, long-lasting shield against dirt, water, and UV rays, and basically extend the life of your RV to keep it looking newer and lasting longer. It's a $2,000 value, free with purchase if you get an RV from Niemeyer's by September 5th in Albertville only. Plus, great deals on their campers at both Albertville and Elko New Market, now through the end of State Fair. Take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales and see my guys and gals at Niemeyer's and look at what they got at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com, Niemeyer's.com. Your State Fair deals end on September 5th. Oh, and tell them Tommy sent you. Hi, this is Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as we hit a major milestone, 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. Each of our locations will host a local community appreciation day. Join us in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or Sauk Rapids as we roll out the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. We'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snow. Snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates nearest you. Throughout August, we've got something special planned. Follow us on social media as we unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right, 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You won't want to miss this, so mark your calendars and get in on the action during our 25th anniversary. Power Lodge, where your adventure begins. This is the Tom Bernard Morning show podcast in a damn good mood because whenever comedians come in that puts me in a damn good mood he was funny very great guy really nice guy but uh you know it's funny because i was i ran down the hall for a second and on the way back i was thinking you know you you run into comedians because jeff and i had never met before yeah and just from moment one just a really pleasant very funny very nice guy and all the rest of it and thinking about it I can think of only about three comedians or people that thought they were comedians that were not very pleasant. I, I literally can't. I don't think I can get beyond three because one is the Rich, what's his name? The Sniglets guy. Rich Hall. Rich Hall. What an arrogant prick that guy was. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we went, uh, oh, Daniel Tosh. Oh, my God. You ever been around Daniel Tosh? But at least he doesn't pretend to be likable. Like, no, he does not. No. That's very true. Like, is his on-air person, it's always weird when somebody's like a super happy-go-lucky on-air, but at least Daniel Tosh is, it seems like that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Just an arrogant prick? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just does. You're absolutely right. And then, I don't know, other people have had a completely different experience, but the two times that I've been around uh, your, your buddy, uh, and my son-in-law's a big listener of his, uh, Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not a pleasant person to be around. And maybe he just yeah. doesn't like me or something. Maybe that's what it is. Where did you meet Rogan at? Uh, he came in, in a town. Oh, God, where was it? He came in a town. Was it at the old? Um, 
Oh, he was at Truckaderos one night downtown Minneapolis. Okay, I bet that's when you met him. Yeah, because yeah, that's the only show I remember Joe Rogan doing is Truckaderos. Because I cannot remember where Truckaderos is downtown in the warehouse district. It's on the same road as Acme, but it's kind of oh, further it okay. east of Acme. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yep. Yeah. It was a it's long time Andy's ago. Old house. And then I had him on the on the KQ Morning Show once, and he was just a prick the whole time. Mm. And I, I, something about, we were just talking about going to see this great movie or whatever and we, you know, how, how much we enjoyed and blah, blah, blah. And they said, uh, Joe's on the phone. So I said, hey, Joe Rogan, how you doing? Nice having you on. Um, Did you ever see this blah, blah, blah? And he goes, I don't watch movies. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Is that how we're going to start? Oh, there? no. Wasn't he the I don't watch cartoons yeah, I don't guy? Yeah, wa- I don't watch cartoons. No, that he was Bill, Bill Maher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Bill Maher Mar- said, I don't watch cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Yeah, Bill wasn't pleasant either. That's very, very true. Guys, wow. when they're rising to the top, and I, seriously, it really upsets Dan, my my son-in-law, that I didn't have pleasant experience. Guys his age love Joe Rogan. My God, they yeah. love him. They quote him, and they I always know they're quoting him. They're like, actually, here's a fact. And I was like, is that a Joe Rogan fact? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like very much so the same five facts given to me every throughout skittle throughout you know sprinkled throughout the year so i mean he's doing a hell of a job what he did he was very smart doing he watched adam carolla because carolla was the first one to break big on podcasting and a huge podcast yeah and rogan paid attention to that and he kind of took that and added his own personality to it and it just blew up huge i i don't hate joe rogan i would have to say like the one thing is um he doesn't accept that he's not an expert in everything which is very (laughs) annoying because you go yeah, I know yeah. that you are not a doctor. Sorry. Right. I just know that. And like the small, you know, maybe you did four hours of, you know, internet Googling. That's not the same as a degree. Let's just acknowledge that. But he does ask great questions. And I does think he? Okay. he he will change his mind on things yeah. if he has an expert on that's there, there to like. Well, that's good. Yeah. So I think there's like redeeming qualities, but man, and I guess that's everything, right? We all have like obsessions, but people who like Joe Rogan. Love Joe Rogan. And by the way, he and I have mutual friends. So, you know, there are people that I really, really like, and those people really like him. So he's he's got to have some good quality. It's just, he and I just, you know, you, there are certain people when you meet them, you just don't ever click. You don't and mesh. I, and I think that's okay, right? Like that somebody can be super talented, really entertaining, and also a prick. Like, I think that's yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, not everyone's warm and... Biggest heartbreaker for me was I found that out about Jerry Lewis. I hated that. Oh, that must have hurt. I loved Jerry Lewis as a little boy, and then I found out he was just a prick to most people. You know who we had in the studio I was a big fan of was Tom Green. And he was not warm at all. He he wouldn't even talk to us. Yeah, he borrowed a guitar for a comedy (laughs) show at House of Comedy. He borrowed my guitar, and he was a huge asshole to me. Yeah, I know. That's what I heard. Why? I like... Why do these guys do I don't know. I don't know. I was so excited to meet him. I love the like the Tom like I love the Tom Green show. Mm-hmm. I thought he was hilarious. And I went into the studio and I was like, hey, I just wanted to say hi. Like I'm in this other studio. And he goes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was the first time somebody treated me that bad that like wasn't mad at me for something. You know what I mean? Like I screwed up things all the time. People got mad, but like this was like, oh, okay. Like you, oh, all right. Like, cool. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go hide in my studio now and never say hi again. Yeah, I going through that is not pleasant. There is no question about it. It's like, why do you want to do that? Don't do that. Yeah, I know, especially like when you know that like I'm the demographic who probably idolizes you, but whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I, it is interesting to watch that because Joe Rogan mostly now, from what I understand, I don't, I, I actually have never heard his show, um, but it's almost all comedians now, isn't it? It's it's a lot, yeah. A lot yeah. of news guys uh, as well. Uh, speaking of news guys, we do have Chris Eggert for a few more minutes. He's gonna be. He's actually on the bus at the Minnesota State Fair. Oh, so we can actually talk to. I thought we couldn't talk to him on the bus. No, he's on his phone, so he called in this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, news brought to you by Mister Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free forty-eight minute financial evaluation. Just uh, again, sitting around on his ass on a bus somewhere, never working. Here's Chris Eggert. <laughs> I am no longer on the bus. I have arrived at the Five Eyewitness News compound. Oh, the compound. There's a compound. Oh, it's a compound. Have you ever seen this baby? It's a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> this it baby. Is. So, <laughs> it is. It's a whole studio right out here. It's pretty cool. As a news guy, 
have you had experiences with not necessarily just comedians or actors or whatever, but people who you found, you thought they were going to be a great interview and they turned out to be a complete pain in the ass? Yeah, and other news people. Um, oh, actually, yeah. Like, like oh, yeah. big big timer news people. You guys remember Pat O'Brien? Sure. Um, sports guy, longtime sports guy from South Dakota. Like he's from my homeland. And I met him when he, when I was just starting out, I think it was still interning and oh my God, he was such a Richard. I was like, <laughs> and that was, you know, that was well before the like vibrator on the phone thing or whatever weird, I don't remember what it was. He right. got kind of in trouble for, um, and you know, maybe caught him on a bad day. I, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt, but I was like, oh my God, like to me at that time, it was like meeting somebody of that, you know, that level of broadcasting. I was like, holy crap, it's Pat O'Brien. God, he was a, yeah. Why? Like, I, I've never understood that. And you know, what's so funny about that. The guys I really didn't like, I can't remember their names. I just washed their names out of my brain. Like the actor, <laughs> He's been pretty much canceled now. He had a big TV show. He got canceled about three, four years ago. Are you talking about, uh, oh. but, uh, what's his name? I can see his face. Kevin? Kevin Spacey? Spacey? No, not Kevin Spacey, mm. but he's a prick, too. Um, no, it's, uh, oh, I was trying to think of the name of his, his TV show was called like One in a Million or something. I don't know. Hell, hell of an actor. He was, what's that big movie he was in? And he's just an arrogant little prick. Oh, God, was he arrogant. Uh, he brought a friend into studio. There's the old Studio B over at the Q, and he's sitting there. Oh, what the hell is this? Are, are you talking about Topher Grace? No, not Topher Grace. Okay. Yeah, he's a weird guy. Too. He was in, because he came to town to promote a movie, and he, he was, was one of the weird. weirdest guys. Very I've ever weird guy. <laughs> he was so I mean, his strange. name is Topher. What yeah. do you want? Uh-huh. Well, Christopher Topher, what's the difference, yeah. right? You know, oh, God, I, re- I cannot believe I can't remember his name. Toby Maguire. Nope. Okay. <clears throat> he was an actor, he was not a comedian. He's an actor on, uh, oh, what's the, and I can't even remember the name of the damn show. I disliked him so much, I scrubbed everything about him from my brain. But he, uh, <clears throat> we're sitting in Studio B over at the Q, and he brought somebody with him uh, into the studio. So I'm talking to this, this, you know, big TV movie star or whatever the hell he is. He was on that big um I was like 35-year-old uh, Los Angeles actor show. What the hell was that thing called? You know what I'm talking about? It was like a Sunday night show. It was on for years, too, and it did really, really well. But Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven. Exactly. Ah, Good go. job. Wow. How did you know okay. that? I really want to take credit, but it was a listener wrote in, Thomas oh. Warhol. Oh. So Thomas remembers what a prick that Jeremy Piven was when yeah. he was on the KQ Morning Show. That's pretty yeah. consistent. That's very on brand for Jeremy Piven. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But this, I literally almost said, you get the hell out of my studio now. He brings in a buddy with him into the studio. So I'm talking to Jeremy Piven and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, Mr. Cocky, as he's always been. And so I looked at his friend and I said, I don't remember the guy's name, but I'll say his name was Bill or whatever. I said, so Bill, uh, how are things going with you? And Piven goes, wait a second. I said, yeah. He goes, you're interviewing me, not him. Oh, said, my God. You know what, Jeremy? This is my studio. I'll do whatever the hell I want in my own studio. You got it? Wow. Oh, God, what a, what a jerk. Oh, well, his name him. sounds pretentious, doesn't it? Piven. Piven. Yeah. That's you, you Piven. <laughs> so there are some folks in the business, entertainment business, that are not pleasant to be around. That mm-hmm. is true. What a what a Piven. What a Piven yeah. you are. Let's go ahead and pivot away from this guy. Am I right? Hey, I'm interviewing ah. Chris right now, not you. Brittany. I know. <laughs> what a pivot. Hey, what I came pivot. in here. I'm the big deal. You pay attention to me. We're going to do that from now on. If somebody's being a prick, I'm going to go, you're kind of a pivot. Do you know that? Yeah, I like that. I'm going to start trying. I'm going to try to remember that. I'll forget by the time the day's over, but I'm going to try. We'll remind you every day. How much longer? Do you- I-, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you have-, have duties. I'd like to keep you. Do you have five, six, seven more minutes? I don't, actually. I didn't I gotta- think so, yeah. I got a jet because we got to get. It's a little more complicated doing the show out here, so we got all kinds of tech yeah. stuff. We got a troubleshoot and everything. So, well, I'll call. I'll try maybe call in a little bit earlier tomorrow. You're the best, Pally. Thank you. All right, Hi, guys. Chris. Have a good day. See you, bud. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Eggert, supreme being that he is. <laughs> News brought to you by.
Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. That's so funny that all of us working at different places ran into these same people and have the same take on them. It's like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. how unbearable. It is kind of nice because then you can say, oh, it has nothing to do with me. Because, no. like, even Rudy saying that, like, Tom Green borrowed his guitar and was <laughs> yeah. still an asshole to him. Huge. I literally live in, like, shame. Like, so one time I got high and thought about that Tom Green interaction for, like, 20 minutes. I mm-hmm. was like, was I weird? Should I have not gone in there? Maybe I was annoying. And you're like, oh, no, this guy's just an asshole. He's just disappeared now, hasn't he? He is up in Canada. He moved out to a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Okay, lives by himself. Does Good a spot for po- him. Yep, lives a yeah, lives a. Uh, it does a podcast out there. Every now and again, he'll pop into like a Toronto or Montreal to do some oh. like a theater show. Probably two, three times a year. Just I suppose just to make some cash, and then yeah. go b- right back to his cabin. But yeah, after the Drew Barrymore thing, and then that awful movie, Freddie got fingered. And, oh God! Oh, it was, it was, Daddy, would you like some sausages? Yeah. Daddy would. You like some sausages? Um, it was just so bad. Yeah, he did a show recently called I think it's called Laughing You're Out. It's this Canadian show where they bring in all these comedians and they're all playing for charity. They all yeah. live in a house together, and the first per- if you laugh, you get thrown out of the house. So yeah. they're all trying oh, okay. to make each other all laugh. Right. And he was on that show for I think a few weeks, but yeah, other than that, just grew a beard and lives out in the woods. Good for him because nobody likes you, so stay in the woods. I literally have never met one person that worked with him that liked him. I think he's calmed down a lot now. Oh, well, that's yeah. Because cool. I, I, you know, even when he was on that show, because I watched it out of Canada for a little while, and he seemed much more calm. Because yes, when he was here, for, when he oh. did those interviews, and he was in town, and uh, I, I, we don't need to mention names, but at some point, the last show of the night on Saturday night, we had gone to because you know the owner felt bad that he was like this, you know, this superstar was a massive dick to me, even though I drop off my mm-hmm. my. My guitar and my amp, yeah. and, you know, I drop off all this equipment, and he he basically just like sh- you know shoes me off, and the owner felt bad and was like, hey man, why don't you just go ahead and you can come to the show that night? So Saturday night, I brought a few friends, and Tom's stand up set was subpar at best. Ooh, but, subpar at best. <laughs> but the last like five ten minutes, he told this amazing story about being on the road with his best friends during the Tom Green show at the height of its powers on MTV, and it's a very moving, funny story and afterwards we were i was breaking down all the stuff and he came walking into the the main room and uh i said i said hey really nice show and he kind of just yeah kind of rolled his eyes and i said by the way that uh, that last story that you told very funny i'm like i, I kind of wish you would have done more of that for the entire show like your Uh-oh. stand-up's good but i like he did not Uh-oh. he was angry <laughs> that and it, i get i know understand it's a backhanded compliment but yeah. at the same time that's Tough. what we're there to see we want to hear these stories of the things that we grew up on nobody wants yeah. to yep. watch you do your little stand-up bit about your laptop or whatever it is i want to hear these old stories of the tom green show and he just he did not deliver. And then ended up taking a bunch of Hooters girls back to the hotel room with him that night. And I'm like, all right, you are not the guy I thought you were. Uh, good for him, honest to God. See, now to prove there's balance in the universe, which I, I, I like to look for, if there are that many pain-in-the-ass people, have you had a few people that you were surprised how nice they were because they were such massive stars? They were incredibly nice. Mm. You ever been through that? I think recently, Jay Moore. Yeah, Jay Moore's great. Oh, Jay really Moore was guy. so lovely and remembered yeah. all of our like remembered my name yep. and that was like you know shocking because like he'd obviously talked to Rudy and Tom's a big deal but he was like hey Brittany what do you think about that and I was like whoa why do you know my name like yeah. how he yeah. was just so warm and nice honest, he thought your name was Phyllis so he still made a mistake <laughs> yeah but like what an honor to not be Brittany for a second <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly uh, you know who else was awesome that I recently met was Wayne Newton damn that's Wayne. what I've heard yeah. The best. I, that's what I've heard. He was a very, very, oh. very, very pleasant guy. And then Dave Coulier. At, Dave Coulier. Uh, he was in studio at the Q. And then, um, um, uh, oh, my God, Danny Tanner. What's uh... Bob Saget. Yeah, Bob yeah. Saget was oh, so lovely to all of us guy. when he was in studio. With Jeff Cesario. He, yeah, he yep. and, Cesario and you know what? It's, Tom, I think you're on to something. These people who have experienced huge fandom and fame. Yeah. And then they come back down and like maybe Dave Coulier and um, Bob Saget were always like that, but they were coming down from, you know, being on Full House and being the biggest stars. They were not. (laughs) 
He just brought in a cup of coffee. I thought it was for me. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nate's your assistant now? <laughs> yes, Nate is my assistant now. Now, we just actually, uh, Nate Absher in with us, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking. How, how long do you have, Nate? How long can you stay today? I, I got nothing but time. Okay, so 10 o'clock. You're just locking in now. Sure. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. Uh, I'll be your Huckleberry. I want to. I'll be your one of my favorite lines in the history of movies. <laughs> a great movie. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> You're a you Daisy if you do. <laughs> I love that. that you know those lines. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I didn't at first. I thought oh, it's going to be some cowboy movie. It was not just some cowboy no, movie. No, not that... at all. We're just talking about about uh, meeting people. Uh, you know that, that are not that either people in your business or actors or whatever that are not that friendly. Kind of have a real attitude about them. Sure. So we you missed all that part. So that's probably good. Oh, that was my that would have been my favorite. I love <laughs> oh, well, like we can go back. Yeah, no, no. We can go back if you want. Nate is down to talk shit. Okay, oh, okay Nate. Just one guy you've worked with. That's a massive pain in the ass. Just be honest. Tell us. Give it. Don't say me. Yeah, don't <laughs> ah, well, okay, all right. I'm gonna have to start over. I have to well, good start night, everybody. <laughs> I gotta go home now. Um, <clears throat> oh, man, I uh, that really puts me on the spot. Well, I, no, I don't want to put you on the spot, so we, we don't have to do that part. We can do the good people part. Okay, good. Because yeah, I don't, I don't like yeah. putting people on the spot. I was gonna say you can tell the story about this person being a jerk. Oh, and then, yeah. We don't have to give a name. I okay. All right. If I don't have to name names, <laughs> yeah. I uh, there's this club that used to exist in Indianapolis, where if you like, I was featuring, and when you're featuring, you become the ride for the headliner. Sure. Because you're both at the same hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh yeah, right. And so at the time, it was a huge pain. Uh, but now it would be like, they get the features of hotel? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I'm going through this right now. Yes. That's a fact. Uh, But at the time, it was a huge pain. And most headliners are, like, really self-sufficient, and then you just give them a ride to the show. It's no big deal. you got to go anyway. Whatever. Right. But there was one headliner where I was, like, running errands for them. Oh, God. The weekend where, like, I'd, like, take them to CVS to get the specific brand of probiotic. Of course. And then, like, we wanted – they wanted to get pizza. So, like, we went to a pizza place, and then they were like, this is – this place is filthy. Let's go somewhere else. And I'm like, look, man, you (laughs) – you picked. Yeah. I didn't take you to a dirty pizza place. Yes. <laughs> this is, is making it difficult trying to find a funny Italian. <laughs> so Yeah, there's one. His name's Cesario. He'll be here in yeah, two that's weeks. Right. He'll be in, I love Cesario. Not Cesario. God, I love Cesario. Was it Chris Catan? No? Okay. Oh, I never he worked can with be Catan. difficult. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you guys true. said it was we weren't going to get to the. I know, Nate. They, they <laughs> really bait and switch. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I know. Well, Since you already gave you the guys story, set yeah. me up. <laughs> so last hour, though, was like, Nate Absher, what a prick. It was unbelievable. <laughs> well, Jeff Fo- I was going to say, Nate, salt of the earth guy. That Jeff Fozer, what a son of a bitch. That oh, guy. Yeah, that guy. Disgusting. Um, Nate, I'll start with, uh, I got to it in the middle of uh, talking to Jeff about, but I can't tell you how great it is to have comedians back in the studio. Oh, I love I mean, it. After all these the, the three, four, I, it was at least three years of not having anybody around. And it got really old. My whole career starting at KQRS was built on having comedians in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was how I made my career. So to not have you people in by you, I mean, the men and the women. <laughs> I, I, that's what I meant by you people mm-hmm. instead of just you guys, you know. Sure, yeah, sure. All the rest of it. But it, it's... I loved it from day one. I remember it was a bitch talking people in. In 1986, I said, we got to get some comedians in studio. Nobody brings comedians in the studio. I said, I know. That's why I want to do that. (laughs) Because I had just moved back from New York, and I spent a lot of time hanging around comedians in New York. I feel like in those days, too, uh, the the real resistance was like, how are you going to get them awake? Well, that's true. That was a big <laughs> because part of back it. in the day, the manager used to drive you, oh, would like yeah. show oh, up at your right. hotel room yes. and take you to radio. And now they're like, "You're all grown ups." And I'm like, "I kind of miss the days when we got kid gloves." If I'm being oh, honest, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Got to talk to Tevin. We have uh, Tevin. He used to be the manager at House of Comedy, and he used right. to bring in our comedian, and he would have the craziest stories about having to wake up comedians, see them in the front, like, 
one had just been broken up by his girlfriend. So it was like, told him this long story about it and how he was going to email her that. And it was just so <laughs> funny. Yeah. Morning is not our peak time. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Yeah. Who's the one that told the great story about, about the boyfriend and girlfriend he was picking? Might have been Tevin. It was Tevin. And it, Tevin it was might- like, he came into my studio and he's like, yeah, this guy just had a, like a breakup and he, he was crying about it. And he was saying, I'm just going to email her. And Tevin was like, when did you guys break up? And he's like, oh, about a year ago. And Tevin was like, oh, my <laughs> Remember what the guy said into his cell phone? And you could what? hear it on the air through the wall. There was a silence, and we won't say who the comedian was. It's not necessary. But yes, he was whining and pining away for a year about this woman. And for some reason, I said, well, let's just open his mic. We'll get back to him. We'll get him out of this. It'll be just fine. They turn his mic up, and he goes, remember this? They turn his mic up, and just as we turn his mic up, he's leaning back in his chair on his phone. He goes, Please come back to me. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, no, exactly. Because I was in the other studio and I was like, hey, can I get you like water or coffee? Or like, can I get you something? And he was just wanted to tell everyone about this girlfriend. And when we found he out did. it was over a year ago, the breakup, <laughs> we were like, you need to buck up. Bro. Yeah. Like, that, that changes like one day to one year. Somewhere in there is when yeah. I'm like, all right, well, when are you going to yeah. cowboy up and ride again? You know? Yeah. What I mean? yeah, Indeed. I think, I, yeah. I think it's the one month mark where I go, if it's over a month, I'm like, no, we can't care. Listen, we've had a whole lunar right. cycle. It's yeah. time to get over it. She's already had a single period. Yes, exactly. She's already bled, okay? Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. We have to go to break here. I like you. Nate Hampshire, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend at Laugh Camp, Friday and Saturday, 8 o'clock, camp-bar.net for tickets, camp-bar.net for tickets. Nate Hampshire, we'll be right back in just a couple of seconds. Take a break. You got time. Yeah. Good. Just don't turn on us now. No. Okay, no, good. I'm ready. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, this is Tommy B. For my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales, their Albertville location off Interstate 94, would like to extend a special offer going on now through the Minnesota State Fair, along with everything you can buy or on a stick or at the great, uh, you know, the great Minnesota sweat together. I kind of like to call it that. Uh, you should have some cool incentives with a State Fair deal when you purchase an RV from Niemeyer's Albertville location. How's this sound? Receive a free exterior ceramic coat and NanoCure interior treatment. These coatings provide a durable, long-lasting shield against dirt, water, and UV rays, and basically extend the life of your RV to keep it looking newer and last longer. It's a $2,000 value, as a matter of fact. Free with purchase if you get an RV from Niemeyer's by September 5th in Albertville only, plus great deals on their campers at both Albertville and Elko Newmarket, now through the end of the state fair. Take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales. See my guys and gals at Niemeyer's and look at what they got at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com. Niemeyer's.com. Your state fair deals end on September 5th. Oh, and tell them Tommy sent you. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says riding a bus to school is 13 times safer than riding in a passenger vehicle and 10 times safer than walking to school. The reality of school bus safety is that more children are hurt outside the bus than inside as passengers. Most of the children who lose their lives in bus-related crashes are pedestrians, 4 to 7 years old, who are hit by the bus or by motorists illegally passing a stop school bus. Please be patient and use extra caution when driving near children and school buses. And never pass a bus when the arm is down and red lights are flashing. The children inside and their parents are counting on us. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in an accident. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to a lawyer. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. I'm here with Ben Williams, former defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings. Ben, you were in peak health playing football when you went into kidney failure and needed a transplant. An organ donor saved your life. What do you want people to know? That's right, Tom. I found out my life was going to have two paths. Either hooked up to a dialysis machine five days a week, four hours a day for the rest of my life, or receive a kidney transplant. I actually started to lose hope. When I was about to start dialysis, I received a call. My perfect match for a kidney was available. A stranger checked the donor box on their driver's license and saved my life. I actually felt 18 again. Now I want to pay it forward by encouraging others to register. 
I learned from life source that men register at rates much lower than women. We need more men to check the box at the DMV. When you pass away, that small decision and act can help someone like me. There are 2,300 people in Minnesota like Ben right now waiting for a life-saving transplant. Make your game plan to be a hero. To learn more, visit lifesource.org. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, Mike and I were just discussing some things like the Twins and all the rest of it, but Judd will be with us at 9-10 so we can talk some sports uh, at that you know, point. I, I just hope he doesn't come in here with that negativity. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like the, bo- the both of us so positive all the time, <laughs> right, yeah. right on the money. <laughs> Nate Epps, you're in studio with us, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend at Laugh Camp, Friday and Saturday, 8 o'clock, camp dot, uh, excuse me, camp-bar.net for tickets. So Nate, are you a are you a Twins fan? Sports I'm fan? not a big sports guy. Not a big actually. sports guy. Yeah, it, uh, it happens. I, you know, I I want all the home teams to do well. So you grew up in the suburbs? Uh, no, I grew up in Louisiana. Only oh, oh, you did? Yeah, Where? yeah, I'm from the south. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, my family's farm. It, we sold it a few years ago. It was 14 miles north of the Gulf of Mexico. Really? Yeah, like south of Lafayette, basically. I, I'm know. guessing that when you left Louisiana. The state's uh, literacy rate went down by about 8%. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. That's nice. You know, it's it's funny. The the people that... I know a lot of people in Louisiana that actually talk like I do. Yeah, yep. Um, it's definitely not the norm. I'm not hearing that Cajun thing. I've never had an accent. I can do it when I'm home, but it feels kind of fa- fake, I guess. Like, But I... Uh, I've just never really had an accent. I used to do material about it where it would be like, you know. Sure. I, well, yeah. give us a, just 10 seconds of Cajun. <laughs> I can't I can't do it here is the thing. I have to be around it for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Before yeah. It, like, yeah. The, the main thing about Cajun as opposed to other southern dialects is that there's lots of words that do not exist otherwise. Like uh, like instead of being scared of the boogeyman, it's a tatai. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a monster. That's the monster yep, that monster. you're scared of. Uh, like, what's another one? Um, like, if something's cute, you would say "sha." Oh, I don't know "sha." Yeah, oh "sha." Um, I wonder what the hell that's from. Where would that come from? It's all French derived. Oh, I suppose that's true. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any of the other. You know, I got to be honest with you. If I have to go with a southern accent, it's the same guy every time. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do that one too. Mm-hmm. Tony the, Joe White. Yeah, that's yeah. A, some the, of y'all uh, been down so too much. I'll tell you a little bit about this. Yeah, I do. Every time I have to do a southern accent, I do Tony Joe White. <laughs> well, you could be worse. Uh, that's true. I do Tulsa. Oh yeah. You, well, your family's from Tulsa, so yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, the only Jew in Minnesota. Who can trace back to Tulsa? <laughs> now, we're, we're on a kind of a streak because yesterday we had a guest in, Reggie, great guy, and he was from Jackson, Mississippi. All right. So I spent a lot, spent a lot of time in Louisiana, Mississippi, all the rest of it because uh, after, uh, was it Hurricane Katrina? Was it 900 years ago now? Yep. It's just been about. a long time ago. But my wife and I spent some time down there trying to help people out and all the rest of it. And what I found out is the politicians down there are even bigger thieves than the ones up here. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's pretty impressive, <laughs> actually. Well, there's kind of a tradition, right? Yeah, it's just how we do it. Yeah. It's how we do it. <laughs> and Edwin Edwards' name came up. Yep, Edwin, that was the, that one was... Phenomenal. Amazing. Iconic. Just, I mean, really the... 
Abraham Lincoln of corrupt politicians. There'll never be another Huey, though. (laughs) Well, he was kind of a... Huey was his teacher. Right, exactly. That's exactly he what went on. He set the standard. He did set the standard. There is, there's a, another word I just thought of is lanyap. Lanyap. Which means a little bit on top for free. It's it's similar to gratis. Oh, The so way it's lanyap. used. But, and so I think that the politicians in Louisiana, it's just lanyap. So yeah. that's, it's all right. French derived. Yeah, yeah. All those words are from okay. the, the French French dialect. But I got to be honest with you, just going, I don't care if it's in Jackson, Mississippi or New Orleans, Louisiana or wherever in Louisiana, Lafayette, you already talked about it. I had a good friend that mine just died that lived in, he was from Lafayette, Indiana. Great okay. guy. Dr. Dr. Grady Brock. Do you ever know Dr. Brock? He's uh, one of the few specialists I've never heard of. He talked like this. Too. <laughs> he had this kind of voice just like this. Yeah. Dr. Grady Brock, I'm going to go down. Hey, Tommy, let's go downtown. I'm like, okay. There's something so comforting about a deep southern accent on yes. a doctor, especially. I agree. Oh, yeah, I can see that. It's pretty bad, but it's pretty I bad. think we'll be able to get it. Yeah, we're going to get after it for you. We're going to get after it for you. Don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. <laughs> okay, Doc, thank you so much. No question about it. So, Mike, things are good? Uh, things are never good, but... Well... Yeah, you don't want me to, to jump into that positive thing. We're not going to have any positives? No, things are good, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. See, that's, no that's, complaints today, but give me 10 minutes. We were just, uh, we were just lining up this whole, whole rack of uh, names about people we, that, that we've had in studio that we believe are raging pricks. Well, it's a kind of a long list, right? I mean, <laughs> what? Well, no, I mean, it just goes, I mean, if you go back to radio, it goes back a long time, so. Well, Nate was like, I'm not getting involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. Not going to. You no, just I, narrowed it down to comics who were pricks. Yeah, we did. We narrowed it down yeah, to that. I we did. Well, you know, I just, it it's interesting. <laughs> well, no, but seriously, and, and again, I just. Thanking Nate for coming in. Thank Jeff for coming in because that's this has been my whole career sitting talking to comedians in studio. I, I love mm-hmm. it, and it was gone for three years, and I really missed it. No doubt about that. What are they just? They just said no more comics, or what was the deal? No, everybody was sick. It was it was oh, COVID. Yeah, yeah, I get that because yeah. the whole comedy <clears throat> thing kind of just. I hate to use this expression, but it kind of went south. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great God, to be here. it's a great phrase. <laughs> it's I a love great that phrase. phrase. But you're back now, and it's it's God. It's so great to to be sitting down having, you know, conversations with people face to face. Because on the phone, it's fine, but it's not as good. It's as It's not the same. No, there's no not. energy in the room. I mean, right. This is much better. I mean, also like I did some Zoom comedy during. Oh COVID, yeah, a lot of that. And that is maybe the worst thing you could ever do. <laughs> a little painful. It sucks. But it, the th- the thing that I discovered is, that's the worst about it isn't just that you always bomb and you're always bombing. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many people are laughing; it's a half oh. second late. It just it's not fun. But the worst part is is when you go to a show and you bomb, you get to leave. Yeah, right, right. But when you bomb on a Zoom call. It's over, and you're still home. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. You're just still there. You got to suck it up. (laughs) How do you do Zoom comedy? Boy, that'd be a a bitch. That'd be tough. I didn't do much. I did a couple corporates that were, you know, most of the Zoom shows that I did were as fun as they could be. Yeah, I could see where that. where there were people that were into it and they That's were laughing, good. but it's still it's just disconnected enough where it's it doesn't feel like every stand-up comic genu- genuinely I believe is addicted to the endorphin rush mm-hmm. of doing stand-up comedy. We're just addicts that found the best drug. And uh I've known a few who found other drugs though. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, you're sitting across from one. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I mean not currently. But, right. Uh well, I thought you were talking about me. And so no. that's what you're after. <laughs> yeah, listen, I he only takes THC at night to sleep and then booze to get through the day and that's right. all but, he does. And then you know, yes. any yeah. stressor, a couple mm-hmm. pills. Mm-hmm. A couple, yeah, there you go. Any Just stress. to take the edge off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you have like a 4-day weekend, maybe some heroin. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never did street drugs. Isn't that weird? I used to love weird. drinking like a madman, but I was just never a street drug. I didn't trust anybody enough to go, "Oh, I'm sure that this is pure and clean." <laughs> like, no thanks. 
It never is, but... No, it never is, is it? <laughs> it never, well, that guy died, but other than... I mean, yeah, you don't... Who needs it? Do you think doing Zoom... I, was, I never thought of this before, but if, if you're not just doing stand-up comedy, but you do have kind of an act like an Emo Phillips, mm-hmm. he would be more comfortable doing Zoom because it's not really him anyway. Yeah. Sure. I mean, does that make sense? Uh, that does. I the 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 hard part for for me with Zoom is that the you just it doesn't feel the same. It's no, it, and and the feeling is why I do it. Now at the show, I want everyone to have a good time, and the, sure. I do the show for the people that show up. But but the reason that I do the show is for me is because it feels good. Yeah, well, that's why you got into it. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah. I mean, if it made you feel like shit, you probably wouldn't want to do it anymore. Well, there's a big swing there. When you first start, it, <laughs> yeah, it, you are not good, and it does feel bad a lot. It feels like, it. Like at first, doing well is the best you'll ever feel, and every other set is a shark attack. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I didn't realize at the time is that even feeling bad like that is a huge endorphin rush still. Oh, yeah. And so over like it's eventually actually the same effect on your brain state. It's just that one feels good, one feels bad. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we had a workshop last night and then did a show afterwards. And there was a guy, this is his third time on stage. And obviously it didn't go well. Yep. And he, he emailed me last night and was like, hey, thanks for all your feedback. And I'm really embarrassed that I didn't put my best foot forward. And I emailed him back. Hey, man, if you went it walked into a gym on day one, could you squat 300 pounds? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> yeah, but eventually, dude. if you work hard enough, you will be able to. So the comedy is the same thing. I, it drives me nuts that people just expect to grab a microphone and get on stage and be like, look at all my adoring fans. It's like podcast, too. <laughs> We're just going to do a little podcast and millions yeah. of it does not work that way yeah you you suck yeah at first <laughs> for a long long time at everything that you'll do mm-hmm. you're gonna suck at it and you just have to realize that that's part of it yeah you know but makes, then every now and then you just get you get the laugh right and it just you know your body temperature drops i mean you know your pulse slows down and then from then on, it's just about that one moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gambling addiction. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I Where know you, about that. You lose everything over and over, <laughs> and every once in a while, you hit a big score, and you're like, this is why I do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, I'm, as we used to say at the track, I'm the king of the world. Yes, exactly. I love king of the world. Yeah. You, you know, get that $20,000 pick six, and like, you know, we're the best ones here. <laughs> there you go. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, I haven't asked anybody that, that this Yet, because we just got back to having comedians in studio, thank God, because I think, well, they're still saying that there's going to be another another strain of COVID coming our way. That's, oh. you know, they well, there's always, always going to be. There's always yeah. going to be. No question about that. Nate, how are you guys, and I'm asking you know Rudy this as well, how has it changed comedy, the fact that we lost so many legendary comedians in the last three years? I mean, the Louis Andersons of the world, and, and locally Scott Hansen, of course, and yeah. you got your Bob Saget's, and you got, uh, you know, uh, go down the list. There's like 10, 12 of them yeah. that died. It's a huge, what huge loss. Hell? Norm MacDonald. <clears throat> Norm MacDonald, I loved him. Absolutely <clears throat> the funniest. Yes. I mean... And Herman Cain, don't forget him. I don't forget Herman Cain, that's <laughs> right. You're I'm just saying right. that because, you know, he was, remember when he was number one on the primary list for like two weeks yes i do <laughs> yeah i just reminded that because i i watched a little of the debate last night there was some humor there you watched the debate well i didn't watch the whole thing i don't watch a lot of debates how no. did it go i did hey. the did the red line and blue line separate like this like they always do <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, what a joke i just figured you know you'd have to go to a circus to see eight clowns and there you just got to see it <clears throat> all on one stage no so, so you're saying if biden had shown up they all have been there yeah, mm-hmm. that's what you. Well, oh, he hesitated. Well, well, the, the funny part, the funny part was afterwards. I was watching, and, and they had like this spin room afterwards. Oh yeah, of course know. they do. Yeah. And uh, so uh, Donald Trump Jr. decided that he was going to go in there, and he was going to take his dad's place because his dad refused to debate. Right. Right. Well, if his dad def- re- refused to debate, how can he say he's going to be part of the spin room? I know. Well, his dad, uh, he's checking into the who's cow today, isn't he? Isn't today he's turning himself in? I think you're in? right, yeah, yeah. I think it's today anyway. Yeah, tonight, I think, right? Wasn't that, Was it tonight? Wasn't that the deal? Well, he wanted to get the, you know, the, biggest, the biggest audience pop. True. 
That's very, very true. You can't true. blame him for that. I just showbiz, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's showbiz, and, baby. And also, you, know, you can't blame him for not showing up the debate. Why would he? No, why would he? It's I a mean, waste LBJ of time didn't when he had 20 points ahead. And, mm-hmm. and Nixon, the second time around, he didn't show up because he had a big lead over whoever it was. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm having a very difficult time looking for someone I'd want to vote for. Yeah. It's, I have no idea who the hell it would even be because I don't like any of them, to be honest with you. Maybe there's one that I don't know much about. Maybe they'll come storming to the front. Do you think that'll happen? Um, I'll I'll look at it this way. You can get very good odds on that. (laughs) Very good odds? I can make as big a bet as I want. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's going to come storming through the crowd. Uh, I think think that if this is how we're going to do picking candidates, what we should do instead is we pick the Two oldest men in the country. Right. There you go. And those are who we have to pick between for president. Mm-hmm. Well, that no wouldn't other be much qualification. Of a change, would it? No. Just <laughs> wouldn't change much of anything. And that way, everyone could be president. Yeah. Just take good care ah. of yourself. It's also a public health initiative. That's true. Yeah. And then <laughs> maybe instead of a debate, we do like a karaoke or something. Like, <laughs> sure. It yes. doesn't matter. Like let our push-up contest. If you get one, you probably win. Yeah. You know what you just did to me? It popped in my head, and I have no idea why it did. But after you said that, I just pictured Ronald Reagan doing Lucy in the Sky. Thanks so much sure. for that. Yeah. Why right. does that happen? Like, um, how did that? Yeah. Why? <laughs> why that song? Why that man? Give us an impression. I feel like you could do it. Who was it again? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. No, I couldn't. No, I don't think I know. I couldn't. Well, of course. I go yeah. well. All you have to that's do is see, that's not well, see. That's all you well, need. Well, that was about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That and put on your pajamas and you're set. You put on your pajamas, yeah. you'd be good to go. I did see an Onion headline the other day that said family family stricken with tough decision to either put dad in hospice or House of Representatives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> no doubt about it. How did that happen? I mean, I don't want to get too serious about this, but mm-hmm. how did we end up with two guys who were a hundred? It doesn't. Why? How did that happen? Genuinely, I think it's that less young people are voting. You think that's what it is? I think that's vote. what it is. is it, most of the right. people, and it's always been true that older people are more likely to vote. But I think right. that it is like our elections are so much driven by sixty plus that running yeah. someone yeah. younger is almost a detriment. That is so amazing to me, though. I mean, I just watch all this stuff, and, and I go, where do you come up with these ideas? But this is, this is kind of also, it's kind of like a, a meteor striking the earth, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot of things that just happened that just, you know, which were right out of, right out of there. I mean, just bizarre things. I mean, the, 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 the phenomenon we're experiencing probably could, I don't think it can happen again. No. Not this bad. I just have nobody to vote for. Who the hell am I going to vote for? I got nobody. It's well, very sad. You could write me in. Well, I could do that. That's true. Mike Gelfand for president. I kind of like the ring. I yeah. wrote myself in, you know, once in a uh, in a local election, the St. Louis Park mayor election. Oh, I did you? I didn't care for either. Well, of course, I never care for either. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote my name in. The problem is, I don't know if you've seen my handwriting. Um, Does it look like my handwriting? <laughs> well, I always I, I always got an F in handwriting in yeah, grade school, and it too. never improved. Small motor skills, not my thing. No, I agree. So I wrote it. I wrote in uh, uh, the stretch monster. Oh, I love that. And uh, they did a little funny story in the local in the in the suburban newspaper about the funny funny names or the, just the people who whose names were written in, and they included in there the starch duster. The starch dust, stretch monster, starch duster. Yeah. How do you even arrive at starch duster? Where would that even come from? It came from my handwriting. I guess. It was that bad. I guess. Well, mine's no better. I can't even read my own signature. I literally could sign something. I have no idea what it says. That's the great thing. You you go to the store, grocery store, any place, you know, and you have to write your name in. I, I I think most of us just scribble, right? Yeah, yeah. I just what? give them a squiggly line. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. And it's good enough, so maybe they should stop asking for that. Probably true, because it's not real anyway. I'd no. I'd love to be in a like a court case trying to recover my identity. 
Right. And then they're showing you the squiggles from the purchases, <laughs> and you're like, no, that just doesn't look like me. Yeah. <laughs> Those aren't my squiggles. Could be a huge problem. What the hell? But we'll get through this, and then we'll be because there will be no uh, Democratic re- debate because he's not going to debate. Um, the president's not going to debate. He doesn't have any interest in doing that. And why would he? Yeah, well, him being in the incumbent, it wouldn't be much anyway. But, no. But, you know, there's no incumbent on the other side. So mm-hmm. so then that's why you got, uh, we had, they, they only would have eight guys, but there were other guys running who just didn't qualify. Other guys running, oh, you mean the debated last night? Yeah, yeah. How do they? How do they not? Qual- I don't even know how you qualify. There's a race before the debate, and if you're in the top eight <laughs> times, you get to debate. So that would be. I like to see foot that. Foot speed. It's all <laughs> yeah, about foot we speed. We can eliminate speed. those old guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eliminate the old guys. Yeah, because the only thing I saw this morning, and it was on, I think, Channel Five, because I, I cannot. Uh, Nate, I'm not kidding you. I cannot watch Fox or CNN. I can't sure. do it. It's I get like it. my God, you people suck. They're, all of the cable news channels are different perspectives with the same angle. Yeah, that's right. So each one of them is just selling fear to different people. That's exactly what they're doing, making you a anxiety-ridden. And it, filth, and it sucks. Terrible. I have, I have yep. one parent that's that watches the stuff from the right and one that watches oh the stuff from God, the left. Oh, my God, that's got to be fun. Wow. And I can't. Well, they don't live together. Uh, oh, that's good. They're not married. They just can't to be clear. And, and I personally have found that works out really well. Yeah. 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 They divorced when I was two. It's been, uh, oh, you know. I was going to say, they're still married. They just bought separate houses. Yeah. That's yeah. so well, much easier. Oh, that happened. They don't live together. Well, that's my situation. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I can't stand either one, either of them. I, I can't, can't either. <laughs> no, not my parents. Well, no, no, I mean, I'm but uh, I've never liked your parents. I agree with you. I got nobody. I got nobody to vote for right now. And I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Well, my answer, and people really don't like this, mm-hmm. is uh, I don't. You just don't do it? I don't. Well, yeah, you, as you said before, the. The vote's dominated by one particular group anyway, well, those over 60. Also, the way that they count them, I live in Minnesota. And usually, the like, here's the thing. Minnesota is going to go blue, and I'm not saying that I'm not. I'm a liberal, personally. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. a Democrat. But so I don't, like, voting Minnesota is stupid. Now, if you live in, like, Ohio. Right. Kind you absolutely should meet vote. in the middle. Yep. If you're if you live in Ohio, your vote matters. Mm-hmm. Most other states, it doesn't. Your vote matters, especially if you're a Republican. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, these yeah. days, but it, you know, it could shift. But in Minnesota, <clears throat> I mean, if you go back not that far, you'll see that the number, say, of Republican governors versus Democratic num- uh, governors, is just about the same. Mm-hmm. So you know, we come and go, mm-hmm. and and we we can have a. a a blue wave. We can have a red wave in Minnesota. Not anymore, though. Yeah. Uh, that well, party's we'll see. over. I mean, that's, we've thought that many times, but historically, it, it hasn't really turned out that way. No, it has not historically, but people are getting much, much worse. Yeah, well, well now we're into this identity <laughs> politics thing. Yeah. And uh, so, and, and the fact is, there's just nobody, you know, nobody in, in the middle anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that wouldn't sell no, anymore. No, Look at what weird. CNN, you talked about CNN. They tried to go. They tried to go right down the middle. They did, yeah. For like a month. Yep. And the ratings plummeted. They fired the guy who was yep. in charge, and yep. they went back to the left because that's what the customers want. It's where the money is. Yeah. Well, right. Bob, I have a question. Is it always been this way, like generational, where younger people feel a little bit um, like it's Slated. not worth voting for, or is it just recently with this generation? Well, you know, the the fact is that the young people did turn out. In the presidential election, oh, they yeah. didn't sit at home. No, they they voted. I mean, it was really a good turnout. This last election was, it was an yeah. especially good turnout. Yeah, mm-hmm. for that age group. Yeah, for really. Sure. Yeah, wonder why. Um, I think it's most of them are liberal, and like yeah, they like are yeah. people that are younger skew liberal just generally. Mm-hmm. But I think that it was fear of another four years of Trump was yeah yeah that was the whole Democrat campaign mm-hmm. it, it wasn't was, really yeah. vote for joe biden it was don't let <laughs> yeah. trump get so back now, what are they going to do about that because biden is a disaster i don't know i mean i i have look, so I got, far no, given I, up on he's him. a president <laughs> that's all he's just a president 
he was. Yeah, they're all a disaster. That's exactly right. But, yeah. But you know, the thing is, the other thing is, if you're, let's say, you're 28 years old, and you've got, got to a, be so young. you got a college degree. <laughs> yeah. Be so young. I can't even imagine, but. Yes, I can, and it sucked. Um, and uh, but let's say you're 28. You know, you've got a college degree. You went to say uh, University of Minnesota, good college, and uh, you studied hard. And now you got four jobs. Mm-hmm. You might not be happy with the thing, way things are going, and mm-hmm. so you'd vote for any kind of change you could get. Yeah, I think that's right. Voting for change is a very big deal, isn't it? Yeah, well, especially if you, you know, if it seems like. You, you know that your parents had a college degree, and, you know, they were recruited. My parents had a college degree? Good okay, luck well, to I, you. I, I just mean imagine. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm the only Gelfand ever to not get a college degree. I really? was the first in the family not to get a college degree. Yeah, I'm very proud of that. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.